Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this special edition to mark six months of the podcast where I'm showing the biggest ideas that I've shared with you and we've discussed over the last six months. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome. Each week on Steph's Business Bookshelf, I share the three big ideas I've taken from the best business and non-fiction books that I've been reading. As we're now six months into the literary adventure, I want to share my 10 favourite big ideas from over 60 that have featured on the podcast so far. And I've put a little bit of a theme of work on there. And a little bit of that is because I find the idea of work very fascinating, but also in the work I do. I work with teams and organisations to help them be more effective and help them work better together. Whilst not all of these books are specifically about work, I've pulled out some of my favourite lessons that will help you work smarter, think bigger and team better. For those of you that are fans of the mini-sode episodes I put out each week on a Wednesday, don't worry, there will also be bonus mini-sode episodes with some of the favourite big questions that I've asked over the last six months for you to take to your team both this week and next week. And how the structure of this is going to work, so I'm going to share the big idea, give a little bit of context about where it came from, and then give you a bit of an idea about how you can apply that big idea to your work, to your life, to the daily grind, however you want to apply it. So without further ado, let's dive into the first five of my favourite big ideas that I'm going to be sharing this week. Number one, checklists help save lives and money better than humans. This was taken from the Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. So as life and work becomes more complex and more complicated, mistakes are inevitable. Teams are working now in much more high stress situations than they have been in the previous generations and decades, etc. Teams who are working in the most high stress and high risk environments, so things like military teams, flight crews, surgical teams, are getting smart by outsourcing some of the thinking required in the critical scenarios through the use of checklists. This is definitely one of the books that I've recommended a lot to teams who are working through high complex situations and particularly those who are doing complex things on the regular. So teams who are maybe going through acquisitions on a regular basis, bringing in teams to other teams, thinking about having a checklist in place so that when they're going through that complex process or what can be quite a complex process, they are ticking the boxes and they are considering the things that they need to consider which might otherwise get forgotten. So how you can apply this idea, you can avoid both decision-making fatigue and mitigate the risk of bad decisions when under stress with some simple checklists or decision trees that you pull out when required. Also, you can use your calendar or day planner as a checklist for your day with all your critical tasks plotted. So think about this also from a time management perspective is really important and quite interesting and interesting use of this concept. That's big idea number one, checklists help save lives and money better than humans. Big idea number two is that talent is not required. And this was taken from the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. David Goggins was an ex-Navy SEAL and has had a very colorful and interesting life. And one of the interesting things he found when he moved into endurance sports, so ultra marathons, etc., is that a lot of those aren't about physical talent or even fitness sometimes. A lot of it's about the mind game and the dedication and consistency that allows people to mentally persist through those challenging situations. Now you can apply this, luckily you don't need to be an ultramarathon runner to practice this approach, but you can find ways to regularly push through discomfort, to challenge yourself and find someone stronger to compete against. This is really important and a real key idea that David shared in that book. He also talks about this 40% rule and that we only often get to use 40% of our potential because that's the point it gets a bit uncomfortable and we stop. So we're leaving a lot on the table. 
So that's big idea number two, talent is not required. Big idea number three, this is one of my favorites, is that work should be fun. And that was taken from Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And this, is, this became a bit of a litmus test for Phil as he tried out several careers on the road to creating Nike. And it's ultimately why he chose not to be an accountant or a lecturer. That work wasn't fun. It also led him to build his empire, or certainly start out his empire, with a lot of his friends and family around him, because that was more fun. Being able to spend the days talking about running, looking at shoes, experimenting with different materials and things with his mates. You can apply this by defining your idea of fun at work. Is this being met the majority of the time? And if not, what can you change about the situation to bring a bit more fun to your work? So that's big idea number three, work should be fun. Big idea number four, it's a pretty simple one, is smile, which is taken from How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. As one of the most basic human behaviors, its absence can often cause issues, particularly on first impressions, when a stranger is working out whether you pose a threat or not. And it's amazing if you think back to how many interactions could have been improved with the addition of a smile. Whether that's through customer service experience you've had, think about getting on a plane or thinking about a supermarket on a busy Saturday afternoon, how many of those awkward or more difficult or slightly more tense situations could have been, could have been improved if either you or the other person in the interaction just smiled. And here's how to apply this one. Just smile. It's surprisingly infectious. So that's big idea number four smile. Big idea number five, our final one for this episode is focus on the system, not the goal. And this was taken from Atomic Habits by James Clear. Again, one of my favorite books. I've waxed lyrical about this on social media and with pretty much anyone I can talk to. So I definitely recommend getting your hands on this book, especially if you're thinking about changing a habit or creating a new habit in your life. Whatever you want to achieve, it's the things you do every day or every week that will add up to the momentum towards your your goal or your desired outcome. Therefore, you need to turn the journey into the process and shift into a more medium or long-term thinking by defining success as consistency of execution of the process. So you're focusing on the system, not the goal or the outcome. Because if your system is good, if it's well-designed, the outcome or the, the result that you're looking for will almost be automatic. All you have to do is stay consistent. This is something that often gets lost because a lot of us are looking for a quick win, that short-term thinking, that outcome that we need immediately or in in a short period of time without thinking about more sustainable habits, goals and systems and processes. This is something, again, I've actually been working with a few teams on is to think about what are the systems and how are you measuring adherence to the process or the system, which is well-designed, and behaviours rather than necessarily goals or outcomes, which is quite an interesting concept for a lot of teams. So you can apply this yourself. Look at your calendar or your to-do list from the last week or for this week. If this week repeated itself over the next 52 weeks or over the next year, would you realistically reach the outcomes that you want in 12 months time? So if you're thinking about your process, your system, are you doing the things now on a consistent basis every day or every week that will really get you to where you want to be? And if not, now's the time to change that process. So that was big idea number five, focus on the system, not the goal. Let's have a quick recap of the first five of the best 10 big ideas from the last six months of Steph's business bookshelf. Number one, checklists help save lives and money better than humans. That was taken from the Checklist Manifesto by Atel Gawande. Big idea number two, talent is not required. That's from Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Number three, work should be fun. Inspired by Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Big idea number four, smile. 
influenced by How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And finally, focus on the system, not the goal, taken from Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'll be back next week for part two of the 10 big ideas from the last six months of Steph's business bookshelf. I'll be sharing five more big ideas that have been my favorites from the books that we've gone through over the last six months. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. And otherwise, until next time, happy reading.